So check this out. Bright Hire just launched this amazing AI sidekick called Bright Hire Plan. It's like having your very own AI assistant that can build full interview plans in just minutes. Imagine going from a job title to a thoughtfully crafted, inclusive job description and a full structured interview plan in minutes. No, not hours anymore. It's a game changer for recruiters and hiring managers. I know I'm usually the one to hate on new tech, but honestly, this sounds incredible. This is AI used right for better quality and more efficiency. It's like the holy grail of recruiting. Dozens of companies from high growth startups to multi-billion dollar enterprises are already using Bright Hire Plan to save tons of money, time, and raise the quality of their hiring. And here's the best part. You can give Bright Hire Plan a spin for free. That's right, for free for 30 days. Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Hey, HR, have you joined the programmatic revolution? If not, you're about to get schooled on how to take your organization to the next level. Check this out. 95% of CMOs use programmatic advertising, but only 5% of CHROs are using it to advertise their jobs. Where's the disconnect? PandoLogic uses powerful automation to drive higher-performing job ads without the bloated budget. It's time to transform the way you think about job advertising and join the revolution. Learn more at pandologic.com forward slash revolution. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Oh, yeah. You know what the guns means. It's time for another Firing Squad. What's up, everybody? I am Joel Cheeseman of the Chad and Cheese podcast, joined as always by my faithful sidekick, Chad Sowash. And today we are pretty excited, pretty excited to welcome... Ewan Cameron of Glasgow, Scotland. He's also co-founder and CEO of a startup called Willow. Ewan, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. How are you? Hi, Joe. Hi, Chad. I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for the intro there. I'm all good. So uh, I I mentioned Scotland, uh, but give us sort of a quick Twitter bio on you and we'll get to the good stuff. Sure. Um, So living in Glasgow, been in Glasgow for 15 years. My background is actually in, in digital marketing, um, and Willow will be my fourth startup. Um, co-founded Willow with uh, a good friend of mine, Andrew Wood, and he's based in Manchester. Excellent. So who did, who were you cheering for during the Euro 2020? Were you in, were you in the Glasgow <laughs> Square Welcome with to an Italy Scottish flag? Tell me, tell me about Scottish this. Clap! Well, obviously, I started, started sponsoring or supporting Scotland. Um, but that obviously didn't last very long. And then I actually controversially switched my support to England. Oh, um, and supported, wow. yeah, I know. I'm surprised I, know. I didn't kick you out of the country. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, no, England got my support. So it was quite a tense uh, Sunday night for me and my household, actually. Uh, what about you guys? Joel was was rooting for Italy or for England because he I'm has genetic, some, I'm genetically him, required. He has some bullshit genetic twenty three and Me match that nobody gives a fuck about. And right. I have a, I've had several 
Italy jerseys because, you know, they, they do soccer well. Uh, so yeah. I, I thought England was going to win, though, dude. <laughs> I, they, it was a home match. They had the easy. They had an easier yeah. draw. I mean, they they had it easy throughout the entire yeah. thing. And uh, the keeper uh, came up on the Italian side. That was just amazing. Yeah. Okay. Chad has a lot of Italian jerseys because he lives right by a Puma outlet yes. mall. That's exactly okay. Right. So don't make don't make him think that he's some big Italian. He's he's Italian jersey wearing no. because it's seventy five percent off at the outlet. That's why Chad is wearing. And they look good. Blue looks good on they me. Are, they are very nice. nice. All yeah. soccer jerseys look pretty good. Look pretty good. <laughs> All right, Chad, tell him what he's won here on the firing squad. All right, Ewan, you will have two minutes to pitch Willow without the W. Uh, at the end of two minutes, you will hear the bell. Then Joel and I will hit you with rapid fire Q&A. If your answers start to ramble or you get boring, Joel is going to hit you with the crickets. That's going to be your signal to move on and tighten up your game. At the end of Q&A, you will receive either a big applause. That's right. Prepare for launch, baby. This rocket ship is going up. Golf clap. You're on the launch pad, but you're going to need more elbow grease to get this baby into the sky. Or last but never least, the firing squad. It's a failure to launch. Pick up a blue pill and try something different. That's firing squad, baby. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Only the cheap scotch for you if you get the guns, Ewan. In three, two... So Willow is a one-way or asynchronous video interviewing platform to help organizations hire candidates remotely at scale in significantly less time. As we know, the traditional hiring process typically takes multiple rounds of interviews and screening before a decision is made on who to hire. What's crazy is that each interview typically takes 15 minutes to schedule, rarely has any structure, and is a huge opportunity cost for both the candidate and the employer. We also know that traditional interviews, by their very nature, discourage applicants from even participating. Candidates dread the interview because they've been asked into an office they've never been to before, to sit in front of someone they've never met and ask questions they've not been asked before, all whilst lying to their current employer about going to a dentist appointment. So we decided to change all of that and give candidates control with a remote-friendly virtual interview process, which can be completed anywhere. With Willow, people answer questions on recorded video in their own time to create the most enjoyable interview experience ever. No scheduling, no travel, and no stress. One of the key ingredients of Willow is our focus on device and browser compatibility. The platform works in 99% of browsers and devices, as well as slow internet connections. And we've removed all that technical jargon so that it passes the mom test. We also decided to make Willow free. This gives small business owners a chance to experience the benefits of Willow. Finally, anyone can integrate with our public API. We have a number of users who white label the platform. And embed into their own applications. All of that has resulted in over 4,000 customers in 135 countries using Willow every day. And we're a passionate team across Europe working on remote since day one with a tremendous focus on turning our customers into loyal fans and users of Willow. And apologies for my dog in the background. <laughs> are, are you done? It wasn't actually my dog. It was someone else's dog, which is even worse. I am done. All right, where can they find out more? Find more at willow.video. So that's W-I-L-L-O dot video. 
Get him, Chad. So, Ewan, uh, you used to be called, was it, it was Weave. So why change to Willow, especially with Willow without the W, dot com is a kid's robot toothbrush. I, I don't understand the actual, I don't understand the change of the name when you couldn't get the dot com. It's also in his wife dresser drawer, but that's another podcast. Oh, good call. <laughs> So we'll give you, give you a background on Weave first. So Weave was a really nice name. We thought, you know, Weave, building things, bringing things together, weaving things makes things stronger, right? So we thought we'll be, build teams and make teams stronger with our technology. Weave then comes up with a trademark issue in France. So we didn't have any choice, unfortunately. Um, so we had to change it quite quickly. I think we were like three months before launching um, to, the, to the world. And it was like, well, we need to pick a name that would actually work. And you know what names are like. It's difficult to find a name, difficult to find a web address in particular. So we actually ended up going with Willow. And Willow was basically, and it's, it's really not a very exciting story, but I'll tell you anyway, because uh, we haven't got anything better to talk about than this stupid name, which, which everyone always asks. And I really need to come up with a better story for this. But basically, it's my co-founder's street. So he lives on Willow Lane. Without, without the W? No, with... It would be cool if it was without the W. That'd be a good street name. But it has it, a W. It will, nobody be able to find it because that's not how you spell Willow. <laughs> Why did you change the name again? I know it's hard to find yeah. a brand name, especially when you're talking about in Europe, because you have to think about multiple countries. Yeah. Uh, you have, but but overall, I mean, that seems like a snap judgment. Are let, let me ask this question instead. Yeah. Are you open to changing the name <laughs> to something that is that is spelled correctly and has a dot .com? <laughs> not anytime soon. That is a good question, but no, not anytime soon. Gotcha. With the right amount of investment money, he'd be more than happy to change <laughs> yeah. the name, I'm sure. Hint, hint VCs that are listening. No, no, um, it's, it's Willow for, for sure, for good. I mean, Willow, Willow is a nice short name. It's one syllable. It's quite a tight word. We like that. To exacerbate this, you're a marketing guy, right? It would be one thing if you were just some geek yeah. and just pulled some name, name out of the air, but you're a marketing guy. So one, I'll yeah. get off the Willow name because I think we've beaten that dead horse. But I'm curious, what makes a marketing guy <laughs> um, sort of have the ability to come into the recruitment space and create a, create a company that's successful? That seems like a really big void to, to cross. Sure. Yeah, I guess that, that's a good question. So we came at it from a different angle. That was really the, the, the kind of the thing that I brought to this business. So between me and my co-founder, my co-founder's background is recruiting uh, and my background being product and digital marketing. I thought, let's come at this with a different angle. So my angle was really, how do we make the best mm-hmm. solution to a problem? Um, and I, I obviously understood the problem of recruitment and hiring, having hired people over my career. And I always found that it was, it was a real pain point of mine that I had to, you know, invite people out to this office. I used to work in a really like random remote office that was out the way. It was outside of Glasgow and it was difficult for candidates to get to. And I always felt like that was a real barrier to meeting these candidates that I had to sort of drag them out of the city um, to come and meet me for an hour um, for a job that we potentially wouldn't get anyway. Um, so that was always a bugbear of mine was this, this whole interview process. It felt really crappy to me. Um, so I understood the problem and then obviously joined up with Woody and decided that our skill sets actually could build um, a solution to the problem that was a bit different from what was already out there. That was really the key. The key thing that we wanted to do was create something that was different. Obviously, there is other video interviewing technologies out there, but we wanted to, to put a different spin on it. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. So you've, you've raised about 200000 250 in seed. Is that correct? 
Yeah, that's right. Two hundred fifty thousand uh, pounds, and we're just so what is that like? Four hundred thousand in US? three seventy five USD. Three seventy five. My, it's, I'm pretty good. Okay, my math, my math is awesome. So what, um, what have what have you sort of done with the money? <laughs> um, I assume there's going to be a, a a real round here in the future. Um, talk about the money situation and what you're planning on doing with it. Sure. So huge amount of that money went into product and marketing, as you would expect. Um, obviously, my marketing background is really all about um, pushing the marketing and trying to basically just tell as many people as we possibly can about our offering, our product. Our product is strong. We're happy with the product. It's, it's in a good place. Um, but we need, we need more eyeballs on that product um, to really push it forward. So a large, a large amount of money has gone in those two areas. It's all been digital marketing. Uh, core markets being UK, US and Australia for us at the moment. What's been the most effective marketing on the digital side? Like is a certain platform that's performed really well or? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think the, the key platforms for us are really Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, we, we get, we get a, lot of our, a lot of our customers are small to medium-sized businesses, and I find a lot of them on Twitter. Um, and then we do a lot of, of outreach on LinkedIn as well. Okay, so why asynchronous only? Asynchronous only. So the, going back to the, the problems that I had discovered with interviewing and the problems that interviews have just in general, when you, when you switch to an asynchronous interview, you take away a lot of the, the issues that candidates have, a lot of the frustrations that candidates have. And um, so we spent 2019 and 2018 basically speaking to candidates and, and the, the, over, the overwhelming majority of candidates to make the interview better for them wanted to be in control. And the easiest way of putting people in control in the interview process for us was to make it asynchronous. So they are in control of when and where they're answering those questions. Okay. And that, that was really the, the biggest learning curve for us. So it's all about control. Okay. Well, I've, I've also seen that the, the questions are text-based, which pretty much means that it feels like as a user, you're talking into a void. Are you looking at prospectively allowing hiring managers to record themselves and asking questions on video to be more personalized, more human, to provide a better experience? Yeah. You almost, you almost said it like I was going to say it. Yes, is the answer to that. Um, it, will, it will provide a better experience and it will remove a lot of the talking into the void. The reason we haven't done it yet, um, and this, this may be interesting to you guys, the reason we haven't done it yet is that we're trying to implement it in, in the most accessible way possible. At the moment, you can, for example, use screen readers with text-based questions. Um, at the moment, you can also, for example, change the contrast on those questions and make the font bigger. Mm-hmm. Doing that with a, with a video-based question or an audio-based question is more difficult. It introduces different accessibility challenges, and that's what we're working on at the moment. So subtitles, I mean, that, that seems like a pretty easy answer to uh, a video providing subtitles. That's pretty much like 99% of how we're going to achieve it is actually allowing the user to edit those subtitles, make sure they can type them in how they want. Um, because then what we do is we actually allow them to translate that into different languages as well. So there's, okay. there's a few different pieces that we need to kind of figure out there. But um, yeah, that, that's the roadmap for the future. Okay. So you're, you're still currently the founder of EE. EAC, a digital marketing agency, is that on the shelf right now while you're building Willow, or are you trying to juggle both at the same time? It is on the shelf, unfortunately. Um, it was uh, not possible for me to continue doing that at the scale that I was doing it before. Um, it was especially after the past, you know, the past year, digital marketing has become something that's really in demand. So I wouldn't have been able to to have juggled both. We we um, both went full time in Willow in October of last year, 
and, uh, and dropped everything else to go full, full-time and willow and go all in and make it a success. Talk to me about, from a, from a job seeker's perspective, when do I, or when or how do I engage with the product? Is it an email with a link? Can a recruiter just send a link anywhere, like through a text message? Sure. Um, is it in a job description? Like, Talk about how a, a job seeker would typically engage. And this is also probably a good bread to talk about your integration strategy, which is, sure. is pretty robust. Sure. There's two specific specific sort of areas that you could use Willow in. The first is right up front. So at the kind of application stage, a lot of our users will put Willow in the actual job posting. So behind that apply now button or as a link in Indeed ads or, or LinkedIn job ads. And that takes them straight into Willow. And then they're actually using Willow more as an application process. Um, which is, is really cool because that's right up front and that's actually removing a lot of the traditional application frustration and barriers that are in the process. The other place that you're most likely to interact with Willow is on that first round of interviews. So you've got that bunch of CVs or applications and the recruiter is then going to invite a number of those applicants or sometimes all of those applicants um, through Willow. They just invite them through like a CSV upload or they can invite them with a, with a common link which they can just share with all the candidates. And your integration strategy, talk about that. Yeah, so integrations has always been core to what we're doing. We, we don't want to become, for example, an ATS. We don't want to become a larger part of the hiring process because we know that every company has a different hiring process. We don't have the authority maybe to change those hiring processes. So our integration strategy is to become part of a bigger process. And the easiest way of doing that, obviously, is, is to integrate with what people already use. And um, so we have, you know, for example, the workable integration, the greenhouse integration, which are both native. And we're working on Team Taylor at the moment, which is another nice one coming up. Um, and then we have our Zapier integration as well. So you can actually plug Willow into your process depending on how your, your hiring um, process looks, which I think is, is the most flexible way of doing it. You know, when we, have, when we have sales calls, people often ask us, you know, how is this going to work? I do this and this and this because they're really maybe set in their ways with their, their hiring process and they're happy with it. And we can obviously come back and say, well, you can plug it in here um, and you can also plug it in here. And this is how other people use it. And it just makes it really flexible. So how big is your team currently? So at the moment, our team is 17 people. Four of them just started, so they're salespeople. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, 17 in total. Uh, most, most of them in, in the UK. We've got a couple of people in Europe. Okay. So how many clients are actually using the platform right now? Good question. So at the moment, as in like right now, today, uh, just under 4,000. Um, and that's across 135 countries. 4,000 recruiters, meaning seats, or 4,000 actual brands? That is seats. Seats. Okay, so out of those seats, how many brands are, are out of those seats? That is a very good question, which I don't have the answer to <laughs> on the top of my tongue. Okay. Are you profitable then? Because with that many people at two, only 250 seed money, either you're bootstrapping the hell out of this thing. Yeah. Or you guys are pretty profitable. No, so we won't, we won't be profitable until the later part of 2022. And to answer your your funding question, we are fundraising at the moment for our next more significant rent. And that, that allows us to basically to grow the team. That, that's all about salespeople and, and customer support and success. Gotcha. So what version gets more usage from candidates and recruiters, mobile or, or desktop? So last month, 80% mobile which is quite high. Um, when we started last year, it was about 60% mobile, but it's been creeping up really quickly over the past six months. So we're looking at 80% mobile in July, or sorry, June. Gotcha. So are those mainly through your platform directly, or are they using the, this through an integration uh, through a core platform like an applicant tracking system? So again, going back to the June numbers, because I just ran those recently, 20% 
of our users are coming via an integration, which I, I don't know what the statistics are, but that feels like quite a good number. You know, we're, we're trying to grow that, obviously, but to be integrated at around 20% um, is, is a good place to start. We know that, obviously, integrations are good, more sticky, more loyal customers. I've always considered video to be more of a feature than a product. Defend this as a product, or is it is it a feature that you just uh, either hope to to flip it one day, or just become a piece of all the ATSs that you possibly can? I mean, do you do you think of your product as a feature? Um, that's a good question. We think of it as a as a product at the moment. It doesn't mean to say that it can become a, a feature in the future, depending on how the ATSs treat it and how we integrate more with them natively. But at the moment, we see it as a product. And the reason we see it as a product is that the majority of our users um, are using Willow as a standalone solution to their hiring problems. So obviously, I mentioned 20% of them are integrated. The others are not integrated. They typically don't have a solution. So you'll, you'll know that lots of, obviously lots of businesses hire from a spreadsheet or they hire from Trello. Um, so Willow is actually replacing a lot of those really rudimentary solutions to hiring and managing your candidates. Uh, so we see it as a, as a product at the moment. In terms of threats, what are, I guess, what keeps you up at night? I mean, because, you know, I look at the chatbot space that's getting into more video. I'm looking at other standalones uh, like Vervo that are specializing in, in video. And obviously you have the big daddy, you know, higher view and, and others like which of those keeps you up at night? Are you are, or are you a, a totally unique animal? No. So definitely, I definitely don't sleep as, mo- as well as I used to. And um, the things that keep us up at night are, are mostly product related. So we always want to be ahead of the game in terms of product and innovation, but staying ahead in product and innovation is, is one of the most challenging areas for us. You know, there's, there's huge amounts of, of money going to those areas in, in, in other businesses and competitors. It's the biggest challenge for us is staying ahead in, in product for sure. Okay. But, well, let's talk about sales because for the most part, uh, that is one of the, the biggest nightmares most founders and CEOs have. So overall, what's your sales strategy? Is it partnership through integrations? How's that actually working? Are you looking at direct to customer uh, right out of the gate? So up until this month, our sales strategy has always been an inbound sales strategy. So digital marketing, generating inbound leads and converting those leads. But what we're looking at going forward is a partnership and outbound strategy. So what that means is really going outbound you know, through the usual LinkedIn, phone, email channels, and also going out and, and doing more partnerships. Partnerships, not only with ATSs, but also partnerships with larger marketplaces um, for offering solutions to businesses and becoming part of a, a larger marketplace offering. Um, so that, that's, that's the sort of strategy at the moment. Excellent. So you have transparent pricing on the site, which yeah. I, I fucking love it, but it also says it's free forever. Yeah. So why the pricing? And I mean, to be quite frank, your pricing, the way that it's set, it's set right now, it's almost free. So it's like you're giving a free option, but then you're giving an almost free option. Yeah. Why are you giving a free option first and foremost? I guess it would just be to try to buy. But if you're doing that, why is it so damn yeah. cheap? Okay, this is a good question. So let me talk about free and why the hell we did free. So when, when we started doing our research, this was just last year, very early on last year, what we realized was that video interviewing, and, and this obviously is, is not... Um, not not new to you, but as a concept, video interviewing is a new concept to a lot of um, a lot of our audience, a lot of our business um, owners and, and managers that come to, to Willow. So what we decided to do was create this free version to actually help us educate and sell the concept. 
And once people have used Willow a few times, they've made a few hires on Willow, they understand the concept, then they start to pay for it. So it's, it's really, it's an educational acquisition strategy and um, which, which we're playing at the moment. Um, it doesn't mean to say that it will be free forever because time moves on and, and video interviewing will become more of a commonplace thing. It says free forever on the website. It does. <laughs> Well, if you sign up for free today, it'll be free forever. But we may we may take that option away. <laughs> but by the time you hear this podcast, it may not. When I'm changing the website later on tonight, I know it'll be it'll be free forever. And as far as we can, as far as we can um, really maintain that. But it's uh, it's more of a, yeah, it's more of an educational um, strategy. Like obviously, a lot of the audience listening to this as well will be familiar with video interviewing. But honestly, every single day we're speaking to people, they have never heard of the concept. So trying to sell that into them is is a hard thing to do. So making it making it free definitely just breaks down some of those barriers. Speaking of new concepts for people, I think you're one of the few startups I think that have come on the show and not mentioned AI uh, to any sure. any uh, big degree. But big I'm curious applause. in terms of yeah, in terms of you know automation, um, you know transcription piece. It looks like there's some of that in there. Yeah. Um, scheduling automation, like either if this isn't on the roadmap, will it be? And sort of where are you on? some of those buzz terms around automation and AI. So I didn't mention AI because I feel like it's, it's what everyone mentions, like you said. So we'll, we'll leave AI as a conversation. But in terms, of, in terms of automation and AI, the things that we are looking at doing is all around scheduling. It's the only thing that we really want to, to be doing AI around at the moment. So scheduling, most likely the next interview. So when you use Willow, for example, you're doing your asynchronous interview. We want to actually help the, the recruiter and the candidate find a time for their next interview, which may be a, a two-way interview over Zoom or Skype or Teams or whatever. And so using that is probably the only area that we can foresee at the moment. There's obviously a lot of people out there doing AI around you know, diversity and inclusion and even you know behavioral analytics. We are at the moment not focusing on that. Um, because it goes against what we're actually trying to do here, which is obviously connect people with people and create opportunities and actually adding in a, a layer of computing and, and you know algorithms just doesn't really sit well with the offering at the moment because it's obviously all about people. Okay. So using technology to improve diversity in the workplace, why do underrepresented populations have a better chance of getting a job with video interviewing? You can see that it's a female. You can see that it's a person of color. Why do you think that helps take bias instead out of the process instead of inserting it into the process? This is a really interesting area. And it's, it's one that we speak about almost every day again with customers. The real reason that we believe and we know um, that it removes a lot of the bias is that every candidate that goes through the one-way interview with Willow is answering the same set of questions in the same environment, in the same time frames. So we have, you know, for example, four questions each a minute each. Um, those people are all answering them at the same time in the same environment. So it actually removes a lot of the, the uncertainty and the inconsistencies that a typical interview may have. So, for example, if, if you're a biased person, you might give the, the person that you want to get the job more time in their interview, for example. Or you might ask them different questions or easier questions. So there's, there's a huge amount of, of bias actually comes from the way that the interview is structured and conducted. But by making it asynchronous and consistent, what you're actually doing is removing a lot of the opportunities for bias. And then on the flip side, because asynchronous interviews are recorded, um, having that record of, of all of the interviews, again, helps not only remove bias, but also holds accountability. So if you, for example, are, are a biased person and you, you hire five people, your organization or your HR team can actually look at those and say, well, you hired like five white males. 
over the past two years, which is a, a clearly a biased thing because he also interviewed a whole bunch of other people, you know, females and males and, and people in different countries and different age ranges that he didn't hire. And you can start to see and hold people accountable for their bias. So it's really about yeah, creating a consistent interview process removes a lot of the opportunities for bias to come in in the first place. Because everyone is just a head and shoulders on a screen answering the same questions. And then on the flip side, we also are recording and creating a log of these interviews so that it's, it's much easier to look back at and hopefully identify bias. Okay. Okay. So I've seen two separate numbers. So help me with uh, the, the confusion on this. Willow reduces your time to hire by a third. And I also saw another video that said it's by 40%. So is it 33%? Is it 40%? And do you have published business cases to be able to demonstrate the reason behind these numbers? Which one is it? 33, 40? Do you have business cases? It's 40. Um, it's 40%. And that is the most recent number. So we did a we did a study on time. And it's basically, we can, sh- we can share this in the notes or something afterwards. But what we looked at was the time to hire at all of the different stages. And, and the, the two biggest stages of time basically spent is in scheduling and conducting interviews. And when you use Willow, obviously that, that time drops quite significantly. So we mapped that out and we actually have a full time to hire based on users from around the world as well. So we didn't specifically look at one country or anything like that. We just looked at an average of our users around the world and how long it took them when they introduced Willow into the process versus before. And um, we looked at the amount of time it takes and we can we can quite clearly see as well. I mean, it is quite significant. We can quite clearly see that the time to hire is reduced. Um, just by using a tool like Willow. Curious about sort of managing costs. I mean, hosting a lot of video, mm. uh, especially when your product's free forever, can get pretty costly. How do you guys manage the hosting of videos? Yeah, that's something else that keeps me up at night. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> There's a shit ton of videos now in the cloud, but the way we handle that is obviously through compression. So we do a lot of encoding and compression, and which helps reduce those videos down. And then we we actually have a retention policy of six months. So we only hold those videos for six months before they're disposed of, and that just helps keep a lid on the on the data requirements. Is six months a number you came up with, or customers sort of behavior wise? Are there any regulations that you'll be dealing with? So it was actually we came up with it because of GDPR. So GDPR in, in Europe, um, we looked at that and said, well, what's the best amount of time that we can get away with in GDPR that it's not too long, but it's also not frustratingly short for our users. And six months was seen as the correct amount of time. I'll give you a quick background on that. If you hire someone into a job, you normally have about three months of kind of probation where you figure out whether it's going to work out. So you want to keep the videos for at least that three-month probationary period in case you need to hire someone else. And then we add on another three months, which is basically just to make sure that person's bedded in and you've actually downloaded those videos if you needed to um, for like storing in them. In a sort of personnel file or something. So gotcha. six months keeps that lid on on things, and it's GDPR that really forced us down that road. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh shit! It's the bell. Time up. You know what that is, Ewan? Are you ready to face the firing squad? <laughs> I'm as ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> <laughs> Put on your William William Wallace hat. Here we go, <laughs> Chad. Get him. What's up, guys? I got a question for you. What happens when you bring the power of AI? to programmatic advertising. Well, game-changing efficiency, of course. What does that mean to you? Improved conversion rates, reduced cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters, reduced cost per hire. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, great news. This technology already exists. Introducing HireMaster.ai. 
HireMaster.ai is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources. It considers factors such as candidate demographics, job type, industry, and historical performance data. It continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. HireMaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today? Learn more and start your trial by visiting HireMaster.ai now. That's H-I-R-E-M-A-S-T-E-R. AI. You and I got to say integrations, no question, key and definitely should be the focus. I love that. Uh, pricing with a freemium model definitely works because you get the clients hooked on the crack. Then you focus on your sales strategy through partnerships. I, I, I love all of that. What I don't love, free forever, willowtalent.com, when it's not even spelled right. But just Willow, right? 33% or 40%. Dude, marketing is your jam. You should be nailing all of these things, right? So you got to clean that up. If there are old videos that are out there that are stating old statistics that just don't work anymore, pull that shit down. Yeah. Right? And then also my recommendation, start branding as Willow Talent ASAP because that's your, that's your dot com. You can do the willow.video and do a redirect or whatever you want, but you're a marketing guy. You know better, okay? I don't want people going to a kid's robot toothbrush <laughs> when, they, when they should be coming to my fucking site, right? The key to this industry is not vision. It's not because you have a great idea. It's experience, it's connections, and it's leadership. There are thousands of great concepts that are out there. I love, love video interviewing, but not many have all three of those important components. You've got a long way to go. I hope you get there. But at this point, man, I got to give you the guns. Ouch. Oh, no. <laughs> Ouch. 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 All right. It's my turn, Ewan. The, the, the sun might shine in Scotland today, is, after all. Let's see. Uh, so so the, the world changed in 2020. I'm not sure you got the news or not, but there was this little thing called a pandemic that made everybody go home, thus inspiring, causing the work from home movement, which I think most of us agree is at least going to partially be part of uh, behavior uh, going forward. And as such, Video recruiting, video interviewing, et cetera, um, is going to be a thing. Um, certainly, there are companies that are way ahead of you. HireView, obviously. I think uh, some of the chatbots. Olivia's doing some interesting things with video. Vervo, I think, down under also is is making some tremendous strides. And those guys are really... They're ahead in terms of AI, automation, all the things that I talked about uh, that, that we didn't focus on a whole lot. With the company, so I think you're in a you're you're a small fish in a big pond. I think the strategy in terms of going after small businesses is interesting, although I think that's a really frustrating uh, road to to travel. Um, obviously, offering it free if they if they like the product and and then continue. Maybe you can add features that they can add on that they'll pay for. Maybe it's automated scheduling or new features that you add. 
you can make money from them that way. So you're a small fish in a big pond, but you're also riding a wave that is probably the right wave. I think a major key for you is is that A round um, that I think you're probably very uh, actively seeking right now. And I got to think that with the money that's that's there and the growth you guys have had and, and the team, uh, hopefully the team that you've built around that, sounds very sales heavy. I think you need to get a lot more geeks. Um, although you may have, you just didn't focus on that. Get a lot more geeks in there to balance out your sales and marketing um, expertise. I think this could be uh, a niche with small businesses um, or some other uh, maybe regional business. I don't know what your uh, what your definition of success is, depending on your A round. That will probably de- define what success is. So for me, there are a lot of unanswered questions, but I think the industry that you're in, the, the, the wave that you're riding is the right one. You just have to put in some pieces uh, to make that work. And I think that's ultimately going to come down to money and getting the right people on the team uh, to make that happen. So for me... It's a little sunnier than Chad's. Ah, oh, Joel, thank you. It's a golf clap, which, by the way, was invented in <laughs> Scotland. Was. So that seems very familiar kind of, to me. Kind of apropos. Well, I'm happy with your feedback, Joel. Thanks, but also, Chad, I think oh, your yeah. uh, your feedback is very, very valid and valuable. So thanks, thanks for that too. And lastly, what is your favorite Rod Stewart song? Um, I'm too too young to even really know who Rod Stewart is. So, do you think I'm sexy? Is always the answer. <laughs> Ma- Maggie May is always the answer. Chad, another one in the books. We out. We out. This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Cheese podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.